Previously on Opening Hill 2, Freedom for Sale. One of the things that we feel keep anyone from really thinking of a better country or innovating or thinking of a better community or a better world and to a higher level is because we were trained to actually wait on other people. We see it in religion, waiting for our loved ones to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior so we can feel better. I mean, this may be just my belief system, but basically, if you do what I want you to do according to my feelings and my beliefs, I will like you, even love you. At a price for your soul, of course, but the bright side is you'll be accepted, have lots of friends, and people will love you. Life is peachy. You see, History has its disciples too, depending on which history you specify. This is the expectation that society have on each other. And this is what I mean by this what slows down innovation and this what slows down uh, other ideals. Is that society put a belief system blanketed on society and that belief system could be stemming from the official story that was told to you by the corporate mainstream media that specifically justifies and will fight for capitalism because they depend on capitalism for their existence. Whether they want to pretend like they're left-wing or right-wing or Democrat or Republican, they both depend on this regime to stay alive. Speaking of which, the only time that we could have went to the moon landing in 1969, the only way that could have happened is if we had maybe 6 or 7G technology, never mind 5G technology. If we had quantum computing at the time, then it would make sense. But the government have to admit that they had the technology in order to justify the moon landing. That's just my take in it. Whether you, now, I know some of you guys are saying, oh, you don't believe the moon landing happened? You don't, what, you, you don't believe the Earth is round? You think it's flat? And they turn into a religion. With these, Can anyone have a coherent discussion of these phenomena? These are scientific questions. Quantum computing. 5G, 6G, 7G. That would have made more sense. The Metaverse would have made sense in 1969 to justify the moon landing. However, when you and I have been trained to believe that these ideals won't come to fruition because of so-called powers that be and the government won't let us rah-rah or hiding it, it is doing them the favor while costing us. Immigration. We don't even know what that is. Immigration would not even be an issue due to the fact that the current constitution does not even mention it. Can you believe that? Capitalism not only created immigration, but made it racist. Come on now. Let's be let's be real. We're we're letting it all We're letting it all out on the table. If you want an honest country, like an honest-to-God country, you have to be raw about it. Put everything at the table. Capitalism not only created immigration, but it did make it racist. Politicized and capitalized 
off of the bureaucracy, time consumption, and confusion of it, negatively affecting the potential economic growth and prosperity of the old America. Think about this for a second. Anyone who's hard knows uh, about immigration against immigration. This is how corrupted it is. This is how bureaucratic it is. Bureaucracy comes from the people. It doesn't come from politicians. The people make things bureaucratic. Proof. You ask somebody in Florida, Texas, Montana, North Carolina, New York State, Washington, California, and Arizona. All those states together. And you ask one person. You don't have to ask everybody. Just ask one person. What's their thoughts on immigration. And what should be done. And I guarantee you. They all are going to give you. Kind of sound the same. They're all going to sound the same. Some of them probably sound like a bunch of bigots. But I'm just saying. They probably sound the same. However. They all going to give you total different supposedly solutions. They call it solutions. Solutions to the immigration problem. But they're all going to have one thing in common. They all, there's a good chance, they all going to believe that immigration is a problem. Not because they know for a fact, but because the news told them. No one would have a coherent, agreeable solution to anything. That's what creates bureaucracy. So if you want to pick on the Republicans or the Democrats at Capitol Hill, they're only a byproduct of the people who voted for them. That's all. That's all. Because no one can agree on one cohesive solution. There's your bureaucracy. Time consumption and the confusion of it negatively affecting economic growth in this country. Now, in this idea new country, this process, like I said, wouldn't be even called immigration. It would take less than a few days and only a few bucks to pass, to process. That's it. We're aware that the more immigrants we welcome, the more revenue and profit we all make due to the country being a co-op, hence Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution. Education. Another one of my favorites would be a choice between a child and the parent with no intervention of the constitutional government. Family planning, another hot topic, would be a private matter to cut down on unnecessary bureaucracy and red tape. Remember, one to regulate the personal choice of others stem from wanting to control others without using self-control. This is the essence of bureaucracy. Is that what Roe versus Wade is all about? Wanting to control other people's decision, what they do with their bodies? That's where bureaucracy comes in. To keep costs down, the only job of the constitutional government is to ensure the safety of every citizen, reinforce their pursuit of happiness, protecting the environment and wildlife, keeping financial transactions fluid and transparent, send a monthly and yearly rebate universal basic income to all citizens with a statement showing the progress and condition of the economy. Remember, our citizens in this new America are shareholders now, not taxpayers. Invest in counterterrorism and crime prevention by defining what terrorism and crime really is and prevent it by investing heavily in holistic mental health care.
Students will be highly encouraged to question history and other mainstream popular narratives of every subject ranging from science and nutrition. Due to the immense wealth this country has, make all colleges free to attend and guarantee good employment by keeping the flow of the economy going with key partnership with domestic and international trading partners. And most importantly, get continuous feedback from the citizens themselves who have ideals that can improve the quality of life of every American in this country and pay them handsomely for it. This is just to name a few. And yes, there will be differences, disagreements, and passion opposing views, obviously. You know, the country would be born without it. But it would be welcomed to make the country perform at its best to maintain an informed, educated, and healthy society. The key is to keep the new country balanced to maintain a healthy equilibrium. And let me make this very, very clear. Religion is also open to debate and questioning, and this is why the old federal government was barred from establishing or supporting any religion across the board that justified the separation of church and state. However, we've seen firsthand and have evidence proving that the federal government violated this protocol multiple times and allowed the most financial prominence of religious organizations and PACs to pass mandates that deliberately violated the choices and life goals of all U.S. sayers, both religious and non-religious, and that's including you and your family. Now, how does this proposal sound to you? So we would have to be the, the, the new founders of this new America, built in on unconditional love. We know what our motives are and where we are coming from. We start right from scratch and build it with the focus on letting others be what they wish themselves to be. And we set ourselves free, cutting all cords of attachments and expectations from the past and focus on bringing this new heaven on earth while balancing and managing our own hell within. With all that we shared on this episode, taking the company public as we know it now is the graveyard for innovation and ideals that will bring the house down or up. It is a swamp of mediocre expectations. Feel with toxic, testosterone, drunk, egotism, and boiler rooms where the only ones making a killing, literally, are the paper investors and short sellers. There is absolutely no value being created in these institutions. Their job is to murder it. So we must create a total different financial system that is no longer tied to the stale Wall Street mentality anymore but instead tied into an unlimited abundance that is provided to us by the divine universe. Now, yeah, I know it sounds all kumbaya and shit, I know. Being born in a toxic world would do that to a man. However, what other options do we have? Not explored yet. You've seen the evidence. It's right in front of your face. It's why you still listen to this right now. Is there any other suggestions out there? Otherwise, we take it to the divine. All of your ideals, goals, and agendas are sacred and divine. Sharing it with the institution of a low vibration like capitalism built on control and fear is like throwing your pearls into swine. Literally. This justifies why you still have the likes of the Exxons and the J.P. Morgan's chases of the world being the largest zombified corporations. Why kids are still experiencing compulsory schooling, a product that was out of business over 100 years ago. And after an entrepreneur like Henry Ford's free market idea of building a cheaper, more abundant, safer, stronger, hemp-based vehicle was cut short by the capitalism of the oil giants, making hemp and alcohol artificially expensive and illegal in order to force Ford to transition to combustion engines drinking right out of the butthole of capitalism. Oh wait, you didn't know about all that?
you know, rumor or not, and you click the link below on the Henry Ford just for yourself. I, 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 it's important that we make this point. Henry Ford was young, ambitious, and had the optimism that he could succeed in this country, creating an innovative product for the common folk at a reasonable price. Now, maybe the timing was strange, I'm not sure, but I did a lot of research on Henry Ford and his relationship with Adolf Hitler. I read the part of Adolf Hitler you did not read in history books. And the relationship that them both had, uh, they both had was very interesting, if I shall say myself. Henry learned a lot from Adolf Hitler. He learned a lot from a lot of powerful Jewish business people who worked with Adolf Hitler during the Third Reich. Huh. My God, there's a lot of things you didn't hear about the Third Reich or Hitler himself. It is alleged that Henry Ford learned a lot from the Autobahn and the Volkswagen, which was the common folk vehicle. And Henry Ford was a diehard capitalist, supposedly. I'm just telling you based on what I researched. He was a diehard capitalist until he went to Germany. Until he met Adolf Hitler himself. Until he saw how advanced Germany was for their people. Henry Ford came back. A changed man. And I think he had got his first taste in what capitalism can do to someone when they come up with a socialist, free market style product that could benefit all Americans. Supposedly he went crazy. I don't know. I wasn't there. But I can imagine that a man like Henry Ford, being as patriotic as he was and being shown in another country, what America could be. And to actually witness something like that happen to him. I can imagine it was heartbroken. And this might also justify why Ford himself allegedly quoted, It is well enough that the people of this nation do not understand our banking and monetary system. For if they did, I believe there would be a revolution by tomorrow morning. I highly recommend you, if you're listening to this, I'm not talking about people, I'm not talking about the masses, fuck them. I'm talking to you. I highly recommend you to do a little bit more unconventional research on Adolf Hitler and Nazi Germany. Also do a little research on Zionism. And let the rabbit hole take you to some very interesting places. I'm not going to mention it here. I am going to share it on my Patreon account. But maybe what you will see and learn will be very interesting. I'm not going to tell you where to look. I'll show you where to look. But I'm not going to tell you. Because you're your own person. You're your own autonomous spirit. Your own autonomous soul. However, if you do happen to learn some stuff... I'll be more than glad to hear it. Because like I said, I'm a student for life. I will always learn for the rest of my life. And that's what I love about life. It's a one big classroom. So, after he made that statement, singing from the inside, I'm convinced that as an optimistic entrepreneur, Henry was referencing an entrepreneurial revolution popping up at monumental proportions. 
The only way to cha challenge any system is to challenge your belief in capitalism and be it at his own game. In other words, I've heard a lot of people, conspiracy analysis, all of them, they say that, that his statement was saying that once people find out about the monetary system, they will basically burn the whole country up. So in their view, it seemed like all they think about is destruction. But I didn't see that in Henry Ford. I saw Henry Ford as saying the only way to beat the machine is to be an entrepreneur. Is to be an entrepreneur. Start your own business. And build the country up. Business to business to business. And not depend on Wall Street. That's what I feel like he was trying to say. Same thing with Nikola Tesla. Nikola Tesla was a visionary. Visionary in a half. Supposedly the story went where uh, he used to work for Thomas Edison. And he was trying to share his idea of alternate current to Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison didn't want to hear it because you got to understand Thomas Edison also had uh, a financial backer. That financial backer was J.P. Morgan himself. J.P. Morgan was a financier at the time. So I don't know if, if Thomas Edison's company was public or not, but the fact is that he was heavily influenced by J.P. Morgan himself. Thomas Edison wouldn't hear the idea of Nikola Tesla, so Nikola Tesla put in his resignation, and he decided to go get a job at uh, uh, George Westinghouse. So he worked at George Westinghouse at Westinghouse Electric. I don't know if this was around the time of the Chicago World Fair. I'm not familiar, but what I do know is this. I make the long story short, Westinghouse somehow, for some reason, I think he spent all of his money on the World Fair to present alternate current. So the business kind of suffered a little bit financially. His business was about to go down. We're talking about Westinghouse here. Westinghouse business was about to go down. I don't know if it has something to do with, uh, with, uh, with Thomas Edison and what he was doing. So Nikola Tesla, he wasn't a businessman. He was a full-out innovator. He was an inventor. So Nikola Tesla, out of the goodness of his heart, wanted to help save the Westinghouse company. So he offered his patent of alternate current, a technology that would have provided free electricity to everyone. He gave it to Westinghouse and made... George Westinghouse a promise to him said if I give this patent to you this is to share for free to the people this technology belongs to the people I'm giving this to you so that you can give it to the people you have the technology you have the logistics you have the infrastructure to provide it for free to the people alternate current will you do that if I give you this patent for free George Westinghouse was so thankful. He says, absolutely. Basically, if I was in George Westinghouse's head, I would have said, wow, so if I provide free electricity to the people, they can have money left over to buy my appliances, whether it's refrigerators or microwaves or stoves or whatever it was, because it was an, uh, it made appliances later, later in, in the years. So I kind of figured he thought that way. Why not offer electricity for free so that you can buy my products instead instead of wasting it on a power bill, right? Makes sense. Unfortunately, Thomas Edison sold. I don't think Thomas Edison was as ruthless as J.P. Morgan. Thomas Edison ended up selling his uh, electric company to, uh, to J.P. Morgan. 
JP Morgan then turned, changed the company name to General Electric. He took the company General Electric, which you know as GE today, bought the Westinghouse Electric Company based on some tactics that he did, technical, it was some shareholder shit that JP Morgan did to buy out George Westinghouse out of his business. Therefore, he took his company and now he owns it. So the promise that George Westinghouse made with Nikola Tesla couldn't be fulfilled because now J.P. Morgan now owns uh, uh, Westinghouse Electric, which merged into General Electric. And that's why you and your family and millions of Americans and people all over the world has to pay electricity. Well, you don't have to, but you, you think you have to pay electricity. It was a very unfortunate defeat of that movement. It was the case of a socialist, democratic, free electricity government society versus the snarls of capitalism. My thought was for a dinosaur company like GM, I want to mention GM for a second regarding Nikola Motors. Whatever happened to Nikola Motors? I, I saw everything I just shared with you just now between Nikola Tesla and uh, General Electric, I find it interesting that General Motors, I don't know if they did something similar to Nikola, Nikola Motors. I don't know. But the story just smell the same. I just find it interesting how a dinosaur company like GM would even invest in Nikola Motors in the first place after they were accused of not even having a product in the first place. And then all of a sudden, shit hits the fan. And come to find out, whatever technology that GM got from Nikola, I don't know, possibly. But I just find it weird that Nikola Motors got the brunt of the media backlash and General Motors was able to walk away scot-free. Maybe they've been just doing this for a long time. But like the saying goes, history does not repeat itself. But man surely does. Follow the patterns that capitalism always profit from. Part 4. While we're convinced the United States is in a communist denial and how it affects... This is our last segment of this episode of Part 4, While We're Convinced the United States is in Communist Denial and How It Affects Your Wellness Journey. We have overwhelming evidence proving that the United States of America is a communist regime operating in the disguise as a capitalist-only system. The federal government operates every aspect of everyday life and economic decisions of both companies and individuals at the highest level operating through corporations and have been doing this for a while. At the same time, it's very important we bring this important topic up while we're on this particular topic of capitalism. We as consumers are also responsible with our demise with every attention we pay and transaction we make with our money. Oil is in demand because as a nation, we're addicted to our mobile dependence in the form of cars and trucks. Almost every product we use is either made with, by, or transported from oil. Make no mistake, I'm not saying you driving your car or truck is a bad thing. It's just that ever since the 1930s, I feel like we've created an imbalanced dependency on cars and trucks. And not balancing it out with riding a bike or taking public transportation or at least riding a bike or even walking. 
I found myself complaining about the price of gasoline while choosing to burn it with my own vehicle before balancing my mode of transportation from walking to riding my own bike. I'm not saying you should do that. However, we as consumers also create a demand for a product we pretend to hate. Whether it negatively affect the environment or not, we have to ask ourselves, which is important to us. Big Pharma is in business due to a massive market that wants a quick fix to the pain of masking it instead of learning about what their body is trying to tell them and how to get to the root of the pain or issue through mostly due to lack of movement, proper nutrition, and exercise. America is the hungriest pharmaceutical consumers in the world. When we choose to listen to doctors over our intuition, we feed big pharma and medical industries reason to influence politicians. We, as a consumer, give big pharmaceuticals the reason to advertise their products on mainstream media and television commercials every goddamn 30 seconds. When we choose to listen to he say, she say, and be entertained through sensationalism while jumping to conclusions over getting clarity from both sides, we feed the major media outlets. For example, the trial of the Ghislaine Maxwell trial of possibly exposing some very powerful people who are running your governments, militaries, corporations, even your own religious institutions, and people are being distracted possibly distracted by other means ranging from the Super Bowl all the way up to the convoy in Canada. Nothing against them. Just saying the principle of is distract, distract, distract. And if we as a consumer choose to get distracted, then I really don't blame the powers that control the media outlets. For every person that the media talks about, there's a, there's a family behind those names. Those criminals whose name just got blasted on tonight's headlines. There is an underlying unintentional consequence behind fingers pointing towards someone possibly innocent because the media called him or her a criminal. There are children involved, an entire community affected. Just because a person is accused by mainstream media, that doesn't mean they're guilty. Unfortunately, the media has turned society into a trial by media that is the consumer that's on us we did that to you and i it might be just entertainment but to the victim of media sensationalism it could come down to the matter of life or death so in hindsight we made capitalism where it is now no politician no powerful corporate raider no edge fund, no Republicans or Democrats, no Trump or Obama. We did that. We don't think about the consequences of our decisions. We are all connected in some way, form, or fashion. And if capitalism hasn't shown us that, maybe we are a species that must learn the hard way. I really hope it doesn't come down to that. With that said, so we just presented our case against capitalism. Why we think it needs to be eliminated and replaced with the Constitution, the very document that promotes a free, socialist, democratic, free market economy that is designed to give everyone an equal shot in success regardless of their definition of it. We have presented the emotional toll capitalism has done to this country alone and the detriment it has done to industries across the board. 
how it affected your family without you even knowing it, how it affected racism by creating an institution that has systematically profiled those of darker colors and immigrants. Now, capitalism even calls companies to miss out on trillions of dollars worth of productivity due to racism, sexism, and extra efforts to gaslight talented people who look different. We have presented the mindset, mentality, and even religious beliefs behind capitalism, as well as the reason why it's called capitalism in the first place. Basically, the name of the game in capitalism is this. He who owns most of the gold makes the rules. We experience how the banking, pharma, and oil industries have been holding this gold for a long time and how they worked overtime to maintain the capitalist system for their own benefit at the cost of you, your family, your dreams, and your goals. However, this is only our take on it. I hope you were able to come to your own conclusion and thoughts toward whether you agree with capitalism or not. If you are still an avid supporter of capitalism, no hard feelings. Yes, love is the real true currency and language of our new world that we're creating and building. And last but not least, America, or specifically the United States, is facing an identity denial. Most believe we live in a capitalistic nation. However, the Constitution would beg to differ. When you look really deep into where the money is flowing, you will realize that we are all this one big melting pot of capitalism, socialism, Nazism, communism, and everything in between. If you choose to continue to attach your I am to being an American, the quicker you can admit this truth, the sooner you can start healing it. You also might be curious on my true view on either system. Am I a capitalist, a socialist, a free market advocate, a communist? I am neither. I am a spiritual being with no emotional ties to either system. Regardless of what system ends, remains, or is adapted, my wealth and value does not come from either. My wealth comes from the divine, the abundance of the universe and all that is. I do acknowledge I am a co-creator with you who is listening to this right now, and because of that, we're in the pros and cons of both systems. Seeing the evidence of both and observing how it treats the people who live under them it seems to me a democratic socialist system with a free market was the original American economic idea all along. It cannot be measured of where this country would have been if it remained in a free market system, but I do know that hundreds of industries will be obsolete within five years, and this is thousands of jobs in jeopardy. Just look at the tax industry alone and the job qualities of the lives affected as soon as the IRS is abolished and eliminated. Unfortunately, Capitalists that I know are so obsessed with jobs and putting people to work, God forbid if that's not your so-called American dream, but they never mention the possible career growth that comes from the new ideals and industries popping up from the free market. The free market does not see the past, it sees here and now. Free-flowing innovation and keep it going. Again, we saw how capitalism kept the public obsessed with what it used to be, wanting to bring it back what was the good old days preserving the same old jobs because capitalism obsessed with where it was born from the old antique way of doing business the free market born from the constant flow of the information and knowledge age says look at the potential look at our intellectual and mental might in 2030 and beyond i finally want to bring everyone regardless of religion color belief whether you're atheist, Wiccan, Christian, Lutheran, Mormon, Jew, Black, White, interracial, LGBTQ, neo-Nazi, a cat, a dog, I don't care. 
or anything in between who is listening to this to our one table. Let's sit down this one table real quick. And let me tell you this. We all have a similar issue with capitalism that we all have experienced in our own personal lives. We all experience the antique old way of business as usual from elected officials who depends on this energy-sucking mental gulag. On the flip side, we all have something in common with similar interests in a democratic socialist free market literally baked into the Constitution and Bill of Rights, whether we all know it or not. We all want to express ourselves, have our own beliefs, want to be heard in the most cohesive, in the safest way and provide for our families freely without worrying about tax season. We all want to live in a wealthy country that actually meets its obligations and taking care of its own citizens, including you and your family. And now, in closing, this one part is for my hardcore conservative fans who believe in picking yourself up by your own bootstraps. This belief might stem from the illusion of being fiscally conservative because the federal government only has one stream of income. This belief gave you the impression that, just like your own home budget, the government collects only so much taxes, then turns around and spends it. You hear about the federal budget and the deficits that rise in inflation when spending gets too high. Now, please keep in mind inflation, the definition of inflation is when there's too much products in the market, but not enough demand, that's deflation. When there's so much demand for a product, but not enough supply, that can cause inflation. So that may not have anything to do with how much money the government spent. But because your life is like that, these headlines sound relatable to you. Therefore, social spending and adopting a democratic socialist free market would sound like political suicide, wouldn't it? Therefore, you want the government to do its finances similar to how you do yours. And we get it. Hey, we get it, man. We, we, we really get it. And you have a valid point in feeling that way. However, a government as powerful, as sophisticated and wealthy as the United States cannot do their finances similar to your household. I'm sorry, it can't. This is based on what you were told about the government's finances. We highly encourage you to listen to the episode that we'll be coming out with very soon. Look out for that. After listening to that, this next part might make more sense to you. This belief of providing for yourself and not depending on anybody, especially your government, is absolutely admirable. The only issue is the historical foundation behind it. Dismissing the global human connectivity and the reality that we all depend on each other in some form or fashion. Look at your country as one huge investment fund that takes consumption-based tariffs and duties on your behalf that you, your family, and every person living in, the, in America generate a profitable revenue from through the Treasury. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with welfare. There's nothing wrong about Article 1, Section 8. This is so vital 
to remove that out of your mind as something negative and lazy. Capitalism did this to you. Thinking that people on welfare are lazy, capitalism did that to you. Ask yourself, have you ever went to every last welfare recipient, whether you want to call it Section 8 or food stamps or whatnot? Have you personally went to them, each and every, millions of them, individually in their own home, got to know them, got a better understanding of where they were coming from? Welfare is not a bad word. Capitalism did this to you. It does not mean the government is paying you to do nothing and sit around the house. And it does not mean the government is taking your tax dollars and giving it to someone else. When there's dozens of types of taxes out there. If you believe the Constitution is the supreme law of the land, you also must consider accepting your right to its treasury. You are the owner, not the other way around. Please do not let them steal what is yours with that attitude. $14 trillion economy and growing despite what your media is telling you. This is your economy that your ancestors, black and white, built for you too. It is your money. It is your equity. Accept it. At least, at least, if you don't do it for you. If you don't do it for anybody else. Do it for your children's sake. With that note, what system do I vibe with? Based on my personality, optimism, and futurist, I will not say I'm a free market socialist or capitalist. I'm neither. However, if I owned a bar and there was a person, we'd have a lot in common. And I will offer him or her a drink on the house. This is the end of our episode. I walk from the capitalism effect your wellness journey. I really hope, and all of us here at T Fitness Uncut, hope that you got a lot out of this. And if you got any kind of benefit or value out of it, we would love to hear from you. Share us your ideals. Let us know if there's anything that we missed. If there's something that you want we you wanted us to touch on that we haven't touched on before, let us know and we'll probably put it on a future episode. Other than that, thank you so much for listening. And don't forget our next episode. Our next episode is going to rock your world. We're going to be touching on the infamous, notorious federal income taxes. Oh, yeah. You don't want to miss that one. Thank you so much for listening. This is T-Man, a.k.a. T-Bone, and this is your favorite podcast, T-Fitness Uncut. Good night, RTE freaks. Yeah.